I recently celebrated my 36th sober anniversary. The podcast today is a recording of a Facebook Live that I broadcasted on that day. I share a little bit about my journey in recovery and what I'm doing now in my business. You see, I'm launching a webinar this week on how to decide if you should stay at your job or if you should go and leave it. It's a great program, if I do say so myself. However, I'm also in the middle of trying to get all the technical issues ironed out with email nurture sequences and a new website with landing pages and all the software tools I need. And, you know, it's the first time for a lot of this stuff for me. So one of the things I had to do was purchase Zoom webinar like add-on. And in the process of trying to make it work, which it wasn't at right away, I had to put in a support ticket. And guess what? It got hijacked. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you what happened, how I dealt with it, and a little bit about the masterclass that I'm facilitating and who it's for. In the hijack, though, it was a call I got. They said they were Zoom. They said they were going to help me. They authenticated who I was, and I allowed them into my computer, and I got hacked. So anyways, that's what I'm going to share a little bit about. You can find the links for the webinar enrollment page in the show notes, or just go to EmergeLeadershipAcademy.com and click on Recovery at Work. Hello and welcome to Emerge, Evolve, Lead, a podcast for people in recovery from addiction who want to be better leaders. I got clean and sober when I was 24, and then I started my corporate career. After several decades, I left that job and created Emerge Leadership Academy, where I train leaders and coach people in recovery who are ready to step up in their career. My name is Maureen Rosgem, and I'll be your host. Hi, you guys, everybody. I probably shouldn't say you guys anymore, but I'm delighted to be here today. It is February 3rd, oh my gosh, 2021. And it's been 36 years since February 3rd, 1985, which was when I decided to give up the drink and I became clean and sober. Now, I actually decided well before that, but this was the day I call my sobriety day because actually I had been sober about 12 days when it snowed in Austin, Texas. And I ended up staying home, couldn't get to a meeting, and I decided to get out my bowl and scrape it and smoke a pile of resin all day. It was not a good idea. (laughs) So the next day when I went to a meeting, I said, oh, I know what you mean by powerless over marijuana. And they, and they, you know, I said, I, you know, I told them what I did and there's big collective groan went up in the room. And after that day, uh, or after that meeting, I asked this woman to be my sponsor. And she said, okay, Maureen, you're on step one. You're on day one. I was like, what? No way. I have, I got uh, 12 days or I'm on day 13 or something. She said, nope, you smoked a mood altering chemical yesterday. You're on day one. So I was like, I'm going to make it damn well worth it. If I have to start all over again, I'm going to go right down the package store and buy two six packs of beer. (laughs) She must've seen the look on my face and she came home with me. We threw out all my paraphernalia and she said, this is the first day of the rest of your life. 
oh, I can feel myself choking up because <clears throat> that was February 3rd, 1985. And I'm telling you, I've been grateful ever since. And I am so, so glad for it. I've had an incredible amount of growth in my uh, 36 years of sobriety, um, a lot right in the beginning. And then in the middle years, was there was a lot of uh, ups and downs, but but pretty much status quo. And then towards the end, towards, uh, well, it's not the end, <laughs> towards the, um, <clears throat> towards the now, <laughs> in the last like five years, I have had an unbelievable amount of growth, um, huge amounts of growth because I got out of my corporate job and I got into entrepreneurship. So um, today I'm going to tell you about this freaking scam that happened to me yesterday um, and a little bit about what I've been working on because I have so much to share with you guys and I really want to help you make your work lives better. And I think that there's a lot of sober people and or even if you're not in sobriety per se, if you are into personal growth and development, then these tools will work for you. Everything I teach will work for anybody who's willing to put the time and the energy into it. Um, but I just say, you know, if you're really newly sober, then take the time to focus on your recovery and your health first. And then you, you there's plenty of time for you to step up in your career, you know, after that. So I work at my business from two perspectives. Since I left cor my corporate job uh, seven years ago, I've been doing a lot of leadership training and helping leaders to grow and expand. And I realized, oh, my God, do we need better leaders in the world, right? From not only... Um, you know, the perspective of witnessing what they're going through in the in the workplace, but also what all these other people who have to work for really crappy bosses go through in the workplace. So I'm hitting it from two angles. The first angle is I teach leaders or I'm training leaders how to be better leaders. And I also think that there's a lot of people that have been in recovery for a while that would make excellent leaders because they have the skills that are needed. I think that we gain a lot of those skills of a good leader when we work on ourselves. Personal growth equals professional growth. And you don't have to be above other people or any of that stuff, but being a leader of yourself and being a leader either as a sponsor, as a coach, as a mentor, as um, just somebody who really wants to help develop other people, to me, that's leadership, okay? So it, it fits across the board, plus to managers and supervisors and executives and middle managers and all of that. All right, so I'm working on this year, of course, all my classes were canceled and and my whole business flipped around where suddenly I didn't have any work. I was going speaking at conferences and doing a lot of leadership training. All my classes were canceled because COVID. So I pivoted and I created a course. Um, I have my master's in education and I decided to create this course called Recovery at Work to bring and practice so that we can practice these principles in all our affairs and bring that into the workplace. And that means, um, well, that means a lot of personal growth. But in the meantime, I am following a program. So I've developed the course. I ran it last fall without all of the bells and whistles of a webinar and online enrollment and all the emails. I'm trying to figure out all that technical stuff in the background, right? So I create the webinar and I'm trying to figure out how to do an email sequence. And I realized, oh my gosh, I need not just a Zoom account, I need a webinar account in my Zoom. So I call up, I don't call them up, I just go online and I order the webinar piece for a month 
of February from Zoom. And it downloads and I can't figure out, I, I try to, I, I learn how to change it from a meeting into a webinar, but when I click on the link, it says, you need permission for Maureen Ross John. And I'm like, uh, how do I give myself permission? So the, the way that I've gotten a lot of work, um, help in the past is to just go onto the Facebook page for Zoom and I pop my question in the forum and usually people can help and they'll answer it right away. Nobody answered it, so I sent it, I sent it in a Zoom, like in a messenger message, right? And I got a response back, oh, let us try to help you, blah, blah, blah. And they gave me a link to submit a ticket. So I submitted a ticket and I got a response um, and it said, it gave me a list of things that I had to do, but I didn't have time. I was like working on all this stuff. And so the following morning, I get a call and the call's from Zoom. Oh, I'm your support guy. I'm here to help you. You need some webinar. You need some software that we need to up, update uh, on your on your computer. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. So um, I let him into my computer. This was not legitimate. I was freaking scammed. Okay, so now comes some of the emotions. You're going to see this when I tell the story because it's still new and fresh and it just happened to me yesterday, but I don't want this to happen to you. Okay, so what happens is I let them in. I let them into my computer. You know how it is when you get support, they, you, they remotely log on and you can see everything they're doing and they optimize your computer or they fix whatever they need to fix. So this guy's leading me through it. I'm Sean. I'm going to hook you up with my technical guy. Next thing I know, I'm talking to a technical guy and I go on to the URL. It's the same kind of URL, you know, join support Zoom or something like that. And I type it in and then the little box comes up that says run the software and I run it. And I, you know, I say, I trust this person. They come in and the next thing I know they say they already warned me it's going to take like 40 minutes and I know these things take a long time but the next thing I know there's a screen across and I can't see what they're doing and it says something like sit tight we're working on your computer all right don't do anything don't log out or anything like that so I'm like okay so I'm just on my phone and I'm just you know every once in a while is like stay with me are you still with me blah blah and then he says oh it looks like it looks like your payment information didn't go through on the webinar um, we have, they had all my information. They, in fact, they already authenticated me and asked me some security questions and stuff. And then they said, we just need the code on the back of your credit card. So I gave it to them. I said, which credit card? They, oh, the one that ends in, you know, 1701. So I give it to them. And then next thing I know, you know, he, you know, he's going through, okay, we're just going to upload this. Oh, I see. It's a technical issue. It's on our side. It's nothing that you did, but we have to make sure this doesn't happen again. It's just going to take a little while. And I'm just on my phone, I'm searching around and playing around and, and totally trusting these people. Next thing I know, PayPal, I get a, a message from PayPal that says, you just paid John McMullen $1,500. I'm like, what? is this a scam? You know, cause you can tell when things are a scam on yourself. I like, you can go in right underneath the PayPal to see what's the actual address and is it really coming from PayPal? And it looked like it was coming from PayPal, but I couldn't go into my computer to check and see. And I couldn't get into my PayPal account on here because all my passwords are on the computer. I use a system called LastPass. And if any of you have used LastPass, it just keeps all of your your um your passwords in one place so that when you go on to a site it'll automatically fill in or you can go look it up in your quote vault 
Now there's a master there's a master code or a master password to get into the vault and it's normally up in my little bar up at the top there. And so but I can't see that. These guys are working on my computer. Next thing I know, I'm getting other emails and it's been like 20, 30 minutes now that they've been on my computer. And then I start getting other emails and I've asked a few questions too, like, how come I can't see what you guys are doing? Oh, we're in the back end system. It's proprietary information and you can't see that. And I was like, that's not right. You know, you're supposed to be working on my computer. I shouldn't be in the, I shouldn't be able to see any of your stuff on your side. Well, this is the way this works and don't worry, you're, you're going to be fine. It's okay. And they just kept reassuring me and reassuring me. It's, you know, everything's fine. It's just going to take a few more minutes. And 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 then I started getting more emails on my cell phone. And it was one from LastPass saying, somebody has gone into your account and you need to change your pet. I said, are you guys, I got a hacker going on. Are you guys in my passwords? Are you in my accounts? Are you, you better not be hacking me or I'm going to be so pissed. And they're, they were like, no, no, no. They just kept reassuring me. And then Sean came back on the phone. And then I asked some more questions. And then I got a couple of emails from somebody trying to use one of my credit cards. And it was called Zoom with an X, X-O-O-M. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you charging? No, no. We just had to run through the credit card again. But we realized it's not that you gave us the wrong credit card. It's the one nine, you know, three, three, oh, or whatever it is or from. And I knew I recognized the number. It was from another credit card. Give us the uh, code for that one. And I, I was like, what are you doing? I, I started to really get angry because I should, I knew I shouldn't be giving them more information, but part of me was thinking this must be, you know, this has got to be real. they they're helping me. This is Zoom. Like they knew all my information. They had my information. Oh my God. So it kept on going and I couldn't see what was happening on the screen, but I knew I was being hacked. And I was pretty sure now that it was probably these people that were on my computer and I'm yelling, get off my computer, get off my computer. Cause I need it. Well, I don't, you know, it's not us. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't care if it's you or not get out of my computer right now because I have to call the bank and stop this. I'm being hacked. I also have an account called TransferWise, and I pay my virtual assistant who lives in the Philippines with TransferWise, and they have a debt, you know, they use a debit card, and suddenly I see TransferWise emails coming. Oh, you just sent thousands of dollars to this person in India. Oh, you just sent another 500 here, 500 there, 500 here, 500 there. I'm like, get off my computer. I started screaming. Oh my gosh, I can feel my blood pressure rising right now. I was so mad. And finally, I mean, in retrospect, I realized you were catching them. I, you know, my intuition knew it was them, but I just, there was a doubt in there too. Well, what if they're really just updating my software? And then I started asking, why is this taking so long? Do you have to do this for every customer who buys webinar software? This is ridiculous. This should not be happening. And I, I need to be able to see, get that screen off. I didn't want to just shut down my computer. Well, I, in retrospect, I thought you should have just shut down your computer, Maureen, but I didn't. So they get off the computer. Suddenly it's back again. I realized that they had gotten into my last pass with all of my passwords. So it's important for you, number one, to make sure that you always have the vault locked if you have any kind of password thing like that on there. 
Secondly, I was scammed. I, you know, there's nothing I could do about that. They weren't who they said they were, but um, I could have made sure I could have double checked and asked them a few more things. Like when I call my Netgear account and ask them for help, they always give me a badge number or a ticket or an ID number. This guy wouldn't, you know, didn't give me any of that. So anyways, um, oh, I also went in and um, I, of course, changed my password. Uh, I changed my password on my last pass vault and then promptly didn't write it down. So now I have to change all my passwords. I have to completely set up a whole new account, but I did go into TransferWise. I called my two banks, got the cards stopped. They got, they, they spent $200 at Walmart, which I will get back. $1,500 on PayPal, which I will get back. I've already reported the fraud. Um, $1,800 on TransferWise, and that's going to take a little time, but I'm sure I'll get that back too because I did not authorize those payments. It was a scam. I've explained it to everybody, and they're going to, um, you know, I'm sure I'll get reimbursed for that too. But now I just have to go through and really secure my system and secure it. And also they asked me, well, we have to restart your computer. So tell us what is the code that, you know, your password to log into your computer. And I gave it to them. You don't have to ever do that either. Right. Because, and they still, they can't get in now because I've scanned my entire computer. We eliminated 45 spyware and malware that was placed in my computer and all of it's clean now and all in an afternoon. So, <laughs> But when I was in the middle of going through that and I felt rage, I felt rage. I was like, get off my computer. I was screaming at these guys and I knew it was them. And I, there was, I felt so impotent. Like there was nothing I could do. Um, I felt out of control and I felt like my money was slipping away, that sort of thing. Paul had come downstairs right at that time and he stood in the doorway and he, there was nothing he could do either. But I did not want him to leave. I was calling people. I was changing passwords. And I'm trying to think straight, write down what password and what it was for, write down the notes. But I'm shaking, right? And I'm trying to do things really fast. And he, in his help, trying to help me, called up Netgear, which is my support um, um my support provider for technical assistance. I have an account and they wanted to try to get in and help me and start, you know, right away. But I couldn't even think straight. I couldn't, I couldn't take that help right then because I knew I had to call the bank right away. And I knew I just wanted to get on the phone with the bank after I changed the few passwords that I needed to change. But even though, you know, I did, I got them off the phone. I tried to stay as calm as I could. I'm sure that I would have been a lot more crazy or not calm if I didn't meditate every day, if I didn't stay and uh, keep myself centered every day, if I didn't practice at knowing and constantly reaffirming that I'm a child of God, I'm perfectly fine, I'm going to be fine, this is just a little crisis, it's a hiccup in life, you're going to get over it, it's a challenge, yes, you're having a lot of emotions, it's okay, feel them, let them go, let them go. So breathing obviously really helps. And just knowing that he was there standing in the doorway, even though just watching me freak out, like I needed a witness. Does that make sense? Like I needed a little bit of a witness to let me do it. But I was thinking about the lessons afterwards, not only the technical lessons, don't let anybody in unless you know exactly who they are and you really feel sure about it. But because um, I do think that what's ha what happened is Zoom got, got um, hacked and they 
found, got my information there and then came to me. So I'm still trying to figure out, do I use Zoom? I'm having my first um, webinar and it's called, should I stay or should I go? It's, you know, how to assess your situation at work, how to figure out, um, you know, what your choices are and also how to, you know, what, what decision to make? Should you act? Should you stay or should you go? I'm going to talk a little bit about my recovery at work program because that's that's what I'm launching right now. Um, but that you're still going to get valuable information if you do want to attend that or if you know somebody who is either dealing with a bully at work and or having a difficult situation with a relationship that they're just it's making their lives miserable they should absolutely come to this workshop the first one's going to be on monday at one o'clock i'm still working on my website trying to put all this stuff in there but i'm launching i don't care if it's not perfect <laughs> so that's another thing it's just going with the flow um, okay, so the second one is going to be on Saturday the 13th because I imagine a lot of people are working during the day and they can't even see this, you know, Facebook Live right now. But uh, the first one's on Monday at 1 on Eastern time. And then the second one's on Saturday at 11 in the morning. And the third one will be um, next Tuesday evening at like 7 p.m. So for people who want to go after work instead. Uh, but this is, you know, this is why I, I had to go through all this with with this scam. Um, it's going to set me back a little administratively, but not financially. I, I'm, I'm OK. I'm safe and everything's secure now on my computer. But what I also learned is, you know, there's a lot of people that are really stressed out right now. They don't have the tools that I have to learn how to deal to, to know how to deal with life on life's terms. There's a lot of people who are overwhelmed at work. Um, not only, you know, first responders who have so much responsibility or, you know, frontline workers, but also people who have kids at home who are still trying to work, people who have lost their jobs and don't have enough income. Um, you know, there's there's so many stressors that are outside of us that are constantly showing up. And not to mention that we have things to grieve and losses like things that we can't celebrate the way we used to. And people who have who have passed because of COVID or old age or, you know, other tragedies that have occurred. Um, those kinds of grief and those kinds of crises in our life, if you don't have the tools to work with them, can throw you for a tailspin. And when somebody, especially a leader at, at your work, is going through any kind of what feels like a crisis, that is not the time to go talk to them about your career path or anything that doesn't help in the moment. So um, just be mindful. We call this, you know, emotional intelligence. And the more you really work on yourself and understand what's going on in your own self and in your own body, the easier it is to recognize what's happening in other people. Now, some people hide it pretty well. Some people will really um, hide their, um, well, their dis discomfort. They don't know how to feel their feelings as well, maybe, or they just can't because it's work. You have to stuff some stuff, right? You have to put your own problems behind you as you're putting out fires, daily fires at work. So just be mindful. Be mindful of what people may be going through and ask first. 
you know, is this a good time when you're knocking on their door instead of just barging in and asking for what you need? Um, it's good to ask for what you need, but pick the right time is what I'm trying to say. And be mindful of what other people might be going through or find out what other people are going through. The more you can be a witness and hold space for other people feeling their stuff, the better leader you will become because and you will be trusted you will be, you know, that's a dependable thing. You're using your listening skills. You're being empathetic and, um, and you're being supportive and encouraging. And, and that is like everything when you're not feeling in a good place. And you know what it's like because you've needed that kind of help and you've gotten that kind of help. So the more you can be that for other people, the more they can be that for you, right? But just be aware, there's some people that don't have the capacity to do that. Um, and some of them might be, you know, your boss or your parents. You know, I've seen so many clients continue to ask from the same person that can't give them what they need. They keep asking that same person and they're still disappointed. And it's it's hard. You know, we, we got to break out of these ruts. Okay. So that's my story today, um, a little bit about emotional intelligence. I want you to know that I do have this awesome uh, webinar. And please, if you know anybody who can um, take advantage of this free training, I'm going to be putting on three uh, webinars. Like I said, you can find out more information by clicking on EmergeLeadershipAcademy.com web slash forward slash webinar and you can get to this um, page on my website to find out all the details of what that's there for what we'll be covering and it's going to be really good for you if you can take that next step in your career or figure out is this personality workable is this something that i can help heal or is it a personality disorder and maybe you do need to leave but it's called should you stay or should you go or should I stay or should I go we're going to help you answer that question so thanks for being on with me today any part of it it's uh, uh I'm getting over the scam but I'm trying to and I'm trying to forgive myself for being conned like oh that was that is a tough nut to swallow let me tell you but it's okay. I mean, shit happens, as they say. And you know what? I'm still sober today. 36 years ago today, I uh, haven't taken a drink or a drug. I have never broken that contract with myself. And I'm so, so grateful for all the people that helped me along the way. All of the awesome leaders I had, all of the excellent sponsors I've had, my support group, my mom, and especially my husband, my best friend of 30, 35 years now, pretty much. He just celebrated 36 years, too. So that's all I got for you today. I think that's probably enough <laughs> out of me. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I love you all. Bye.